Here's a message from Ken Lavica. This is what you work for. This is what you grind for. This is what you stay up for for an 8.45 p.m. Eastern time tip for game day. Go Heat. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Well, here we go, kiddos. No turning back now. I mean, granted, it's still... Almost nine hours until tip-off, but I'm already anxious. You have that feeling, the tingling, the anticipation. Theo, we have arrived. It's the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm tense. I'm tense right now. You know, myself, I'm excited about today. So excited that I put off a dental procedure this morning because I wanted to be at full health. I feel like one of those players... That puts off the, uh, the, the surgery, the yeah, offseason surgery. surgery. Because yeah. when we're in playoffs, baby, I'll wait till the offseason for that. So <laughs> Theo, that's how pumped I am for the Theo, today. This is the equivalent of like the groin injury that needs to wait until uh, the offseason <laughs> to have the procedure on. Theo decided, nah, I can't have a swollen mouth. I can't, I can't do that, man, because then I come in here and I can't deliver the facts. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, that's, that's the sacrifice. Mm. That move right there, that's the sacrifice that has a team like the Heat in this position. Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz, I think you know what to do right now. I think I think you know what we need right now. Play the song! That sacrifice from Theo Dorsey, mm. that, that the encapsulates <laughs> what this Heat team is. You know what? Bring on Jason Tatum. Oh, the elite level. Top five player in the NBA. Mm. Not Jimmy Butler. He's so cool. He's from Duke. Yeah, he's he's he is cooler than school. <laughs> cooler than school. Thanks, Cedric Maxwell, for that that intuitive insight. Bring on, bring on, Marcus Smart. Not even the best defensive player in this series. Mm. Dep- defensive Player of the Year. Hell no. Give me Bam. Give me Bam. Yes, sir. The Celtics don't have a Max Strus. Who's coming off the bench to kill you like Victor Oladipo? Where's their six-man that you don't have one? Mm. Depending on Al Horford, he gets Social Security money. Mm. (laughs) As always, the mantra is Heat in five. Eastern Conference Finals tonight here on ESPN 106.3. We're the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the sunshiny and uncomfortable Intracoastal. All right, so now we're here. We've arrived. This is game one, Heat Celtics. And I got to say, uh, I subliminally mm. have probably bought in a bit to the Celtics propaganda that has been fed to us since probably, what, game one of the first-round series yeah. against the Nets. Because that, after beating Brooklyn in game one, that epic game one, where we were convinced that Stone's prognostication of Celtics-Nets seven games was absolutely going to come true. Oh, I, I came on the air that Monday after game one and said, Stone, you're right. You nailed it. Your first-round prediction better than anyone on the show. There is absolutely no way this does not go seven games. Sure enough, four-game sweep. But it was after that game one, after the Jason Tatum game-winning layup, that suddenly national media, oh, Celtics, oh, Boston, oh, Red Arbach, oh, Jason Tatum. That's where it began. Just this, this sudden orgasmic explosion of of basketball passion for the Boston Celtics. And from that, hearing about the offensive efficiency, mm. hearing about Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, uh, what they're able to bring in off the bench, the energy of Marcus Smart, the guile of a first-year head coach. I, I've believed that the Celtics are maybe the team to beat in the East. But then I have to slap myself in the face and say, Ken, the Heat, they're the one seed. They're the deepest 
squad. They have who we believe to be the defensive player of the year. They have, by the numbers, the best team, uh, best player in this postseason in Jimmy Butler. Get that out of your head. So needless to say, while I'm anticipa- anticipating game one, I am excited for game one, I'm also nervous for game one. This is the most nervous I have felt for any open to a series at any point in this playoff run for the Heat. I understand that, and I think it's because it's twofold here. The Miami Heat are great and have been great at home in these playoffs. But you know they cannot drop a game at home and lose home court advantage in a series like this that's going to be a dogfight, that's going to have its injuries that rile up. We already are without Kyle Lowry for game one. It's it's as close to, and I don't want to use these words. You know the famous uh, two you're words. You're going MW here. Uh, it's the closest thing to a must-win uh, game there one. It is. And I'm not saying it is a <laughs> must-win game one. I'm just saying like because of all of the momentum that Boston has off of winning back-to-back games against the defending champs and really dethroning Megatron, dethroning mm. like the guy that looked like the most unstoppable force in all of the NBA – they're feeling themselves right now. They're confident if they come in to FTX Arena and win Game One, steal home court advantage. That's a tough. That's a tough place to be. I know. I know. And yeah. and this is why I'm nervous. And I think for me, part of the reason I'm nervous as well is that the team that the Heat are playing, coming from the city that they play in, uh. matters. Could you imagine what it's going to feel like? for a calendar year, and what the finals are going to feel like if the Celtics beat the Heat and you have those just overwhelmingly obnoxious, entitled fans who are just poking at you all offseason and the hysteria of the national media. You know in Bristol, you know who the vast majority are hoping gets to the finals, oh, yeah. right? They want that Celtics... Tradition, the leprechaun, all that nonsense. They also can't wait to put Jason Tatum to the forefront of the NBA conversation. Like, they uh, can't they wait can, to uplift this they guy. They can't wait. They want to pedestal him so yeah. hard. So, that is why, too, I feel so nervous because I have major league chip on shoulder going into this series. Jason Tatum has been anointed. We're still having to fight a Jimmy Butler battle, right. which is a Astounding to me how that's even possible. But also, you know that ESPN can't wait to unearth black and white footage of Bill Russell and Red Arbach stalking the sidelines and Bob Cousy and all of that that you're going to get if the Celtics go to the finals. You know you can't wait. Even unearthing Doc Rivers having Gatorade dumped on him and mm. Kevin Garnett. Anything, Anything is, possible. is possible. They can't uh, wait. They just have it teed up. Meanwhile, meanwhile, a vast portion of this country, and especially in media, still hold the big three against the Heat. Don't like the big three era. Think the Heat did something wrong, and it's a slap in the face to basketball if the Heat beat the Celtics again, second time in three years to get into the finals. So it's gone past me just concerned about the firepower on offense of the Celtics and broadcasters gushing mm. about the energy of Marcus Smart. It's that I truly believe that there is a large portion of the population, both media and fan, that don't want to see the Heat get into the finals. It's become personal for me and that's why I'm so nervous about this series starting tonight I know that the at least the media that will be traveling to the finals and actually you know going to the games um they would love Miami to get to the finals because they would love to have an excuse to be in Miami can we can we address that real quick though because Stephen A. Smith started off first today (laughs) in Miami wearing a white suit bragging about being in Miami two buttons down here's my question a little bit of the chain showing a little bit down uh after May 1st who wants to visit South Florida why What sort of masochist are you? Do you like melting? Do you like sweating? Do you like smelling terrible? Do you like not being able to go into the outdoors without suffocating on the humidity? And the random rainstorms. Do you love rain every single day? Like, I get it. We're in a desirable place to live until May 1st. (laughs) Because 
It's miserable times now, okay? So I don't understand that, but you're right. There's this innate desire to get down to South Beach, get down to South Florida as a whole. I don't get it. As someone who lives here, I want to get the hell out. It's It's too humid down here. It's funny because this is the time of the year where you should be okay with being in a Boston or be okay with being in one of those northern New York cities. It's nicer out there. Like, I'm going and visiting Martha's Vineyard in June sometime because (laughs) that's the time you can go. I love it. That's the time I, I wouldn't be going down to Miami. Like. We we have an opportunity to just gaslight Miami and South Beach, and you guys are running from it. You guys are going the other way. What do you mean? Everybody wants to be down here for all the right reasons. We just pointed out all the bad things. There's a reason everybody well, wants to get down here. You well, come in, go to the come in February. Come in February. That's like you have a brain. Just take your tarp off. No, go to the beach. It's so Bring funny, some though. water. Because every single time... I don't need Bostonites coming down here taking their top off. (laughs) Yeah, please don't. Um, But it's so weird because... red, freckled man boobs. Every single media member, whether it's Nick Friedle or Stephen A. Smith or whoever you see pop up, Ryan Windhorst, like all of them are having these parades on TV or on social media about being in Miami. And it is pretty funny to me. Oh, yeah. It's like... That's the first thing they bring up when they bring him in for some analysis. Like, oh, and also he's in South Beach, so lucky him. Honestly, honestly, fine. Come down to South Beach, yeah. come down to Miami, and take your beating. Mm. Take your L, okay? Do it. Take your L. So game one tonight. I am nervous. I am nervous. I am the most nervous I have been for the start of any series in this Heat playoff run. As we get closer to tip-off, when you woke up this morning, Theo, what what is Theo Dorsey, TV face, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, feeling in his basketball soul? First thing I did, and no lie, still in the bed, as I'm getting up, my fiance got up before me. I said, hey, can you pass me the remote? She gives me a remote. I go straight to YouTube. I watch the Jimmy Butler interview from practice yesterday. I get a little pumped up. You know, my blood gets to flowing. I get enough energy and juice to get out of the bed. So I get out of the bed. I realize I forgot to do the dishes last night. I said, man, I don't feel like doing it. You know what I need? Let me go watch that Eric Spolster post game from game six after we beat Philly in the Eastern Conference semi. So I put that on my phone on YouTube, watch that, knock the dishes out. I'm getting productive this morning. You know what I'm saying? in the heat. I'm using, by association. Yes. yeah, And you have to get all the way enthralled into the culture. You have to get all the way in it. You have to get it into your fuel and let it kind of give you that energy for the rest of the day. That's what I've been pumped up off like of this that. morning. Theo's letting heat culture permeate his cells. It's motivating. His molecular <laughs> system. Dishes. So, so, yes. So, so Theo's feeling inspired. Theo's feeling inspired today. And that's why it means so much to me. Like, I need this game win or game one win tonight yeah. at FTX just to kind of calm the nerves yeah. a bit yeah. and also to make it worthwhile yeah. that I've been spending so much time and energy. <laughs> well, that's on this. the tough part about a game one is that it's a total feeling out process. Oof. A total feeling out process. But I feel a lot of pressure. Me. Not even in the series, but I talk about it every day. I legitimately have put my sanity on the line because you know what's going to happen if the heat go down. People are just going to be lining up to crush me. Oh, yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that. And Stone, you're going to be collateral damage. You're going to be along for the ride <laughs> on this entire thing. You're younger uh, than us. You're the baby of the group. You tend to just kind of live life and you, 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 you go wherever the, the wind blows you. Okay. Well, what, what is young, unaffected by the problems of the planet Stone Labanowitz feeling in advance of this series? I have to say, I am pretty nervous, just like you. And, and a lot of it starts with me is in the fact that Boston's favored to win the series, not by much. And we're favored to win this game by less than a bucket. Like, I get a sense that nobody knows what's about to happen. And because we don't have an edge or an inside look of what's going to I'm getting nervous. Like, like you mentioned it's almost nine hours away. I don't have a damn clue what to expect. No. I, I, I am just as nervous as you, to be honest. Boston being the Vegas favorites for the series, though, is that so much what they put on the floor? Or is that money being affected, that line being affected by hope? Because that's, a, that's possible. It that is possible. Hope has pushed the line. That's what I'm saying, is that the vast majority want to see the vaunted, legendary Celtics mm. organization get in. And nothing would make me happier. Nothing as sweet as the 76ers series win was. And those fans and the, you don't get to tip off on time. Congrats, 76ers. You won your got to your seat by tip championship. What does that earn you? A trip to Cancun for your basketball team. Two rounds short of the finals. Mm. But 
to knock off this Boston team, to, to take down the Celtics, to avoid the romanticism that comes with a Boston trip to the finals, that is everything. Everything. To be able to sidestep that, and then finally, on a national scale, where only two teams remain, get the proper damn respect that the Heat deserve. Doing it to Philly fans and then Boston fans right after would just be awesome. I think the I think then oh. the attention will be forced for people to start saying, okay, the Heat are the favorites. I here. agree. Like at that point. Yeah, it, 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 you would have to. All the excuses go out the window. Then. Yeah. All the excuses go out the window. Because what if you, you – in fact, let's play Monica McNutt. Monica McNutt, who was on first take this morning. Monica McNutt was asked about the, the possible – the possible uh, deficiencies of the Heat in this series. And listen to the whole answer here for Monica McNutt. If you wanted to tell me that your concerns around Miami are that they had an easiest path to this point and can Jimmy Butler continue to average 28.7, I understand that. Okay, stop it right there. Stop it right there. That's all I need to hear. (laughs) The path to this point and can Jimmy Butler continue the 28.7? Jimmy Butler has pulled off maybe the easiest-looking all-world postseason of scoring that I can remember. He hasn't had to do spectacular things. All he's done is play with what the defense gives him. Mm. Get to the mid-range, hit from the elbow, finish at the rim. He's not having to get jarred and slammed to the floor and throw up circus shots and John Morant his way to these point totals. Jimmy Butler has as organically as he possibly can put up these point totals. Yeah, but if you let Monica McNutt finish, it was because Atlanta's defense is sorry and Philadelphia's defense is it, sorry. So can he keep up the 30 points per game? We don't know. Because his defense is not you sorry. You spent two weeks in a row talking about that trash defense that Philly's perimeter, put out on the court. On the and perimeter. And just been awful on the, perimeter. the entire series. They have been they a had wide open a door. defensive player of the year finalist and a guy who uh, many think should have been MVP, including yourself on the floor so you can't sit I, there and then say that, oh, you call them trash. You've gone against that Philadelphia defense that's been wide open door. So Monica McNutt's point is valid. Like, can he score 20 and a half against a team who just got rid of Milwaukee and got rid of teams better than Atlanta and, and Philadelphia? Okay. I mean, I see her point, and he didn't even let her finish. Okay, well, I don't want to let her finish because <laughs> her point about the path is even dumber than if Jimmy Butler can but, sustain scoring. Because it's weird. It's almost as if when you're the um the the one that's seed, what I was about to say. When you finish the regular season as the first place team in your conference, <laughs> like, it's designed for you to have the easiest path and I, and, and to score it. and the, to score the most points in your postseason career. The, yeah, it is designed for that. The problem is, though the Miami Heat are the one seed, and though they probably should have been favored in each of these series and should be favored in this one. Nobody looks at them as a one seed, so they're still just looking at, oh, well, they had an easy path. Oh, like any other squad. I mean, you just saw the Suns as a one seed that went down to right. a team whose second best player is Jalen Brunson. Like, right. And nobody's talking about what the Suns' path was because they also lost in it. Like, when you're the one seed, you that's earn that point. path, and then you have to win the series, mm-hmm. and that's what Miami's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, They don't I, get I to just, pick their teams. And let's not They've done forget, what they should have done. Before, before the Hawks series, what were we crushing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Jay Will. Trey Young's the best player in the series. Freddie Coleman. Come on, man. Uh, Trey Young, uh, they, they definitely could give him, a, give him a fight. The Hawks could give him a fight. The point is, this discussion about the Heat path to this point, no matter who they played, they could have played a team that featured Jesus Christ himself as the point <laughs> guard, okay? And he could have honestly walked onto the floor um, uh, over a lake and people would have said, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, Jesus had a, had a, a bum hamstring. Yeah, like, they would have found an excuse for that. It's the holes in his that. hands. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, if you believe in that sort of thing. <laughs> I so, don't. so, for me, like, the, the, the seeds have been planted for this heat not being for real, this discussion from the start, because it was, oh, but Trey Young, so good, and they didn't believe in the Heat. And then, oh, Joel Embiid, James Harden. James Harden had one good game. Oh, I can't wait for him to do that again. Oh my James goodness. Harden's back. 
Oh, but as soon as the Heat steamrolled past them in Game Six, oh, but it was Joel and his and his cracked face. Yeah. And James Harden's out of shape, and oh, Tyrese Maxey's too young, and oh, Doc Rivers is their coach. There's always a damned excuse. It was going to be there whether the Heat were awesome or whether they really truly struggled, which they have not. I hate that conversation. It's the worst. It's the worst, and there's it's a lose lose for the Heat until they just inevitably win. That's it. Yeah, but I think if it would have been Milwaukee and Philadelphia spot, and Miami would have got past them, and let's just say Giannis is. Jesus Christ in that analogy, I think the conversation of, you know, they deserve no, their respect would have started Jesus a Christ ago. is a point guard. Everybody knows that he was undersized. <laughs> no, they would have shots. All they would have talked about is how, and this is one thing we I don't hear what enough of. What would you of. have said if they beat Giannis? This is what they would have talked about, which I'm not hearing enough of right now. Chris Middleton. Where was Chris Middleton? Right, exactly. And that's exactly, you know, I gotcha. that's exactly where they would have gotcha. went. I gotcha. Well, you know, the Bucks swept them last year. Then no Chris Middleton this year. That's exactly where they would have went. But instead, we're watching a Celtics team that's closed by the Bucks, and there was no Chris Middleton in the whole series, and that never gets talked about. Instead, Jason Tatum is the new heir apparent to the NBA's front-facing whatever, like face of the league or right. print, whatever. Like, I, I, it is sickening. I'm trying not to buy in too much to the, oh, woe is me, Miami, everybody hates the heat, but it is sickening how the narrative turns depending on which team does what, like which team wins. Heat Celtics game one. You're feeling what? right now. I'm nervous. Theo's inspired. Stone, he's nervy like me. Heat Celtics, game one. You are feeling what right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. But Heat Celtics, game one tonight. The Heat against the Celtics. Who, let's be honest, there is the vast majority, both fandom and media, that want to see the Celtics get in, mm. want to see Jason Tatum crowned, want to see that team get back to the finals, finally be rid of this Heat squad that plays as a team. Jimmy Butler has a reputation. He doesn't deserve to have a moment again. He had his two years ago. But don't forget, he's a bubble fraud. Heat Celtics game one, you're feeling what right now? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And sidebar, if you believe in this sort of thing, Jesus Christ, pass, shoot, or shoot first point guard. Mm. 888-760-3776. I say share. Yeah. I say share because like that's his MO, right? Is, yeah, but he helping also, others. It, you would think it's Give share. Give it an assist. But he also took all of the burden on himself. <laughs> so it's like you got to really parse these things out. You don't know which way it could go here. I think True. Jesus Christ is a bucket getter, dog. <laughs> getter I, 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 I'm with Ken. I think he's just dishing the rock uh, the entire he, game. Is he dishing the rock? He's putting his people on. He's taking. He's 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 making water into wine. Right, right. He's That's making true. he's making a way where there is no way. I think uh, Jesus Christ gets buckets, dog. Eight 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 seven six. Oh man, that is so good. Could you mention the injury report uh, going into Easter <laughs> Sunday? Like, what would that read? That would be that would be horrific. Uh, that would yeah, be horrific. <laughs> that would be horrific. But you know like, what? When he, he showed up on the floor, people were like, yeah. "My God!" Uh, so, so Heat Celtics game one. Literally, my you, God! My God! You feel what right now? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Bill is in Boynton. Bill starts us off on Ken Levick alive. What's up, Bill? Um, it's a good day in South Florida, and my answer is I am fired up. Let's go, Bill. For this series, the, the, heat, the Heat are going to feel disrespected because everybody's disrespecting them, and they're going to play Heat home basketball. Oh, yeah. And when they're home, when they're home, they click, and they are real tough to beat. <laughs> and I think... And nobody, I haven't heard anybody mention Victor Oladipo's name. Nope. It's people like Victor that are going to come through, Caleb Martin, that are going to get us mm. to the finals. And Let's I'm sick go, and tired Bill. of everybody not saying Jimmy Butler's a superstar. I agree. I agree. <laughs> this On this show, yes. in this area, Bill, Jimmy Butler is a star. I'm with you. And I love that. He is fired up. I love that from Bill Let's as well. Let's go, Bill. He said, you know, I love the, my favorite part of that call was he said, they quick. They quick. He didn't say they are quick. They quick. They play quick. He said, they quick. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't got time for the extra words <laughs> and the sentences, man. That's a, that's a, that's a declarative statement no right there. No time for that. 
Heat Celtics game one. You feel what right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm usually twitchy and uptight and just overall weird. But like now, because of the tension of tonight, like there's just this energy, this expendable energy I have. Like mm. I'm going to have to to run up and down the Intracoastal after the show because I am so right now let's go to lake worth that's where roberto is what's up roberto hey good afternoon guys thanks for having me yes sir so the celtics in the heat game is i kind of feel the heat's a little overrated being the top team in the east i'm not a big eastern fan except for the heat being south florida team but i'm gonna have to root for the celtics sorry guys uh. <laughs> Roberto. Wait, wait, why? But why? How are why? they overrated when they earn the one seed? I don't think it works like that. It's not like a power ranking. Good, good point. They're definitely good number point. one seed. <laughs> I just don't think they're like. You know, first of all, basketball is a team sport. You guys talking about Butler? I get it. Twenty-eight points a game. You know the Celtics, best second best guys, a no name. Uh, or, but uh, I think it's more team, 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 uh, team game, right? So I think the Celtics have been playing better team ball versus one or two stars making all the points and getting all the rebounds. Um, listen, I get it, South Florida. We got to root for the Heat, but I, I think I'm going to go with the with the Celtics. I'm not a big Celtics fan. Originally mm. from New York, a Knicks fan. But, uh, uh, that's Roberto, I appreciate you. I appreciate Sorry, you. Sorry, guys. But, but when the Heat are in the finals, I don't want you to come crawling back trying to get on this train, okay? Like That's <laughs> all I'm Knicks saying. The national disgrace. Yeah. I, I, thank you, They're Stephen A. Eh? They're yeah. horrible. It, and the thing and, and about by the way, it, the, heat are, the Heat are just as good at playing team ball as the Celtics. I was just about to say, like, what, what happened? When did the Heat become the superstar-driven team with no yeah. team-oriented? Like, uh, yeah. I thought that was us. That's I don't, the think, I don't think that's the approach you want to take to make the point that the Celtics are going to beat the Heat. Because if there's any team that's just going to rely on one player, especially yeah. offensively, it's going to be the Boston Celtics. Right. <laughs> if you want to tell me that the chance to add better offensive depth is on the Celtics side, all right, I'll give you that. But if maybe. you want to tell me that, t- maybe. Because there's two shot makers on that team, and then outside of that, it's like, right. Who are you fearing? Right. Marcus Smart, right? But but team ball, that's that's it. it a wash at best, and probably yeah. advantage Heat. Yeah, if you're going to go that route, that's Str- just me. Struce, Depot, Hero, Bam, uh, Butler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was hilarious coming from Bill's energy. Right to Roberto, Roberto just oh, chopping just, just brought down. everything. Just, like, <laughs> we're in the sewer that they've been doing construction on outside the Phillips Point Towers for, like, the last eight months. Like, it went from highest of highs mm. to the sewer outside of Phillips Point. By Real the way, quick. can we just get a little bit of insight on when that's going to end? Uh, All this construction? I mean, Jesus, God. This it is, takes 20 years to get from one block to another in downtown West Palm. I think it's it's a sham. I haven't it's even seen sham. anybody it's working on anything. <laughs> construction is a sham. It's a sham. <laughs> I don't know where they're funneling the money through or what, what's going on the there. The sewers. Yeah, <laughs> but it is a sham. Somebody's escaping prison through those uh, sewage holes. I mean, honestly, it's getting to a point, unless I start seeing Ninja Turtles, yeah. uh, I, I am starting to do the show from home. It from is here ridiculous. On out, okay? Theo says it's a sham. <laughs> Construction is a sham. Theo Dorsey, May the 17th, 2022. Uh, let's go to Abraham, who is in West Palm. What's up, Abraham? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Listen, I'm a Celtics guy living in Florida, going up against the Miami people. But honestly, the only people you got from Miami is obviously... Abadayu and and Butler. Who? But <laughs> Jimmy Butler and Bam. Sorry, my bad. I don't even know how to pronounce the, the Miami. It's team, all good. It's fine. We might hear it later. But it's okay. You have you have an older Jason Tatum, stronger, more physical, mentally better. You got Jalen Brown that wasn't that isn't injured, healthy. You got uh, Al Horford that's playing like he's twenty five years old. Okay. I think we're too much. I think we're too much for Miami this year, and we're not in the bubble. 
Okay, the the bubble and appreciate the call. The the bubble doesn't doesn't matter. Appreciate the call, Abraham. Please mark uh, Abu Dayo. Yes, please, because (laughs) that uh, was sick. We are definitely (laughs) going to uh, be revisiting that throughout the course of the series. Oh man, Um, especially coming from a Celtics fan too. That's going to be great. Yeah, the Celtics might be too much, but across the board, there is no appreciable difference between the two sides where the Celtics have so much of an advantage where you can say, oh, well, that's where the Heat are screwed. There is no place where the Heat are screwed. And the reason we're going to talk about it like that then is because apparently in the series, Stone, the Celtics are the favorites. They're the favorites in the series. The Heat are the one seed. The Celtics are the betting favorites, meaning the Heat are the underdogs. So let's take that approach. Where with the, the favorites, are they so overwhelmingly better than the underdog heat that you say, ah, oh, the Celtics are too much? Maybe as a consistent scoring team, but defensively, I still say advantage heat. I, I, you're right. Where the number is tilted towards Boston is because they got through Milwaukee, and that is a fact. That is the reason why they're favored, and, and you're right. Most of the stuff, probably advantage heat. I agree completely. Maybe not on the offensive like skill level, but it, it, they are favored because they got past the Bucks and Giannis. That this is, is why they're favored. This is best case scenario for Miami, it. though, because the Celtics went seven with the Bucks and won. If the Bucks had won, Chris Middleton probably comes back by like game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think that team way too much for Miami to be able to deal with. But now hmm. you get the team in the Celtics who are really actually worse than the Bucks, but got through the Bucks because the second best player in Milwaukee, you know, wasn't there. So I think this is best-case scenario. The Celtics might have the upper hand, sure, with talent or whatnot, but I still believe in their exposure than the guy. I like Theo turning the tables, all the stuff we've heard about the Heat. Uh, oh, uh, the uh, Trey Young, he, he turned his ankle in game one. Wasn't the same. Uh, oh, Joel Embiid missed the first two games. That's the only reason the Heat are here. Look at Theo turn the table. For sure. The, yeah. the only reason the Celtics are here is because of Chris Middleton's injury. They wouldn't be here. Theo, There's you no are, way. You are wise. And they got past the, the the Brooklyn Nets who were supposed to have James Harden and then supposed to have Ben Simmons, but yeah. neither one of the guys played in the I series. Think, I think it's tough to say that they, they might have not been here if Middleton was back because their winning margin was big, man. Like, they were beating and, them by 20 points. It wouldn't have been a game seven. Clip. It wouldn't have been a game I mean, seven. I hear you, but, like, the way they were beating them, Middleton's good for, what, 12 more points than that? You're still losing by eight. You're still losing by five. Chris like, Middleton? they were kicking that ass. Yeah, for sure. If you're scoring 118 points and you're losing, you know, 118 to 102, like Middleton's good for 16 of those. You're still losing that game. That's that's statistically. No, their Chris, winning margin was big, man. They were. You talking about just in Game Seven? No, I mean when Boston would win the games, I I I'll look it up for us. But their yeah. winning margin was wide. It was well right, over double yeah, digits. When we when we come back, okay. let, let's go through let's go through the the winning margins there. And if you could check to see what the the largest margin of victory for the postseason teams are. I I, I know uh, where. I believe that even though Dallas had the big 35-point win, I still think there's a certain South Florida-based team that uh, has the highest uh, uh, winning margin in uh, in the postseason. But um, we'll we'll discuss that when the time is ripe. Roy is in Boynton. What's up, Roy? Hey, Ken. Hey, Theo. How are you guys today? Good, brother. Good. Hey, uh, you know, these playoff runs are kind of fun, Ken. I remember you saying that you didn't consider it fun. Roy, I'm not but having fun. You're not having fun? I'm not having fun. It's too much anxiety. I'm on a, 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 an array of pills. I don't know how to deal with this, but I'm glad you're having fun, Roy. You know what's fun What's fun to me is when all the prognosticators get it wrong. Mm-hmm. I love that there's mm-hmm. no Harden. I love there's no Embiid. I love that there's no LeBron. I love that there is Jimmy Butler, and he's got the mojo, and so does Spolstra. It's going to be fun. Heat and five. You know how the uh, – Alabama folks always greet each other with the roll tie. Yep. Well, I greet, I greet people with the heat and five. Mm. Heat in five. Roy, heat and five. Oh, that's good. Roy's our guy. That's good Roy's stuff. Roy's our guy. That is good stuff. Ken Levick Alive, presented by, speaking of good stuff, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU MBA Sport Management Program in five. You go in, you get your MBA in sport management, you head to your job in sports, your career in the sports industry. Some think that it's just a nice thought. Some think that it's not attainable because they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to get there. They don't know the steps to take every day. On this radio show, I tell you the steps to take. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. You don't need to 
know somebody. You don't need to have a happenstance run-in with somebody to get into the sports industry, relying on the planets to align. No, 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 no. This is how you're proactive, how you get the job done, how then you make the contacts, get the internships, and get into the sports industry. This is the tangible path for you into the sports industry, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Fall semester classes, you can sign up for them now. Get all the information at fau.edu slash MBA Sport. 22 years of doing it internationally renowned. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. When we return, we'll button up on some numbers here, including just how badly, how badly did the Celtics beat the Bucks? Also, point differential. Who's tops in the NBA right now? We continue to ask the question, what are you feeling right now on game day? Heat Celtics game one, Eastern Conference Finals. What are you feeling right now? Also, it seems like we have finally cracked one of the most prominent sports voices in the country. This show did it. We'll tell you about it. When we come back again, what are you feeling right now? Game one tonight, Heat Celtics, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at KLV1063. It's a Theo Dorsey Tuesday. He is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Heaton 5, everybody. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Stone, how much are we even going to get into like the PGA Championship in Tiger this week? I completely, I host a golf show. On Saturday mornings. And then this morning, I was like, oh, God, there's a golf major this week. I've been so <laughs> engrossed by the heat that I totally forgot. I am very in tune, so so ask away. I'm dialed in. I know that Tiger's group on Thursday is pretty sick. It's Jordan Spieth, Tiger, and Rory uh, together. And that's money. And there's a lot going on with Phil and the, the $60 million he's lost in gambling. And him not there. Tiger looks good been carrying 290 consistently on the range every morning he's going to get nine more holes in today i believe and won't touch a club till thursday all right all right well tiger's in that's all that, that's all i care You're about damn right he's i promise bad. you will have a lot better analysis of the pga championship saturday morning 9 a.m honda classic live right here on espn 106.3 do you have our 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 bucks and celtics numbers uh, Stone uh, is is giving me a, a signal like, ah, hold on, which means he didn't do it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, he, oh, he printed them out. I don't know he why he did that. So he'll go grab that. Uh, but we have game one tonight here on ESPN 106.3. Tip off at 8.45. God, man, Jesus, man. Like the NBA is killing me. ESPN and the NBA are killing me. Our coverage begins at... 7 o'clock here on ES, uh, 8 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. Heating up with myself, Theo Dorsey, and Stone Labanowitz Friday Night Lights. Uh, that will begin at 7 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. Now, the highest point per game differential first six home games single postseason in the last 20 years to win a title. The 2008 Celtics, they were plus 20 in their first six home games. Uh, of that postseason, and they won the championship. 2016 Cavaliers plus 18, that's a yes. The Nuggets plus 17 and a half, they did not win the title. 2017 Warriors plus 17, they won the title. The Heat right there at plus 17. Will they win the title? The answer is probably. Yeah. Probably. Why not? Why not? 17 points per game. They have outscored the opponent at home this season. That is getting it done. That is getting it done. Let's go to Ernesto in Boynton. Ernesto is on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Ernesto? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. And I got to say something about yesterday. My man, Stone, he's got to see into the, into the dragons. So he wants, to, he wants to get into the aura stuff. Oh my There's God. an aura scene oh there. God. He will love that aura scene. You'll love that, Stone, just for you, the aura. That aura is for you. Into the Dragon um, is, is what the movie's I, called? Into the Dragon, yeah. I'll check yeah, it out. Into the Dragon. Into the Dragon. You're into auras. Trust me. If, you, if you're into auras, you'll see the aura. Um, <laughs> as for you guys, uh, I, don't, I don't think of it uh, 
five games. Um, it's going to be seven. Uh, you guys are yeah, equally matched. Um, I say, yeah, equally matched from head to toe. You're, you're, you're equally matched. I, I just want to see that you guys put in Duncan Robinson because you need to put him some play because he's the one. He's going to be the X factor. Him and Oladipo. Oladipo is going to be the one. Yeah, uh, and appreciate the uh, the caller, Ernesto. Was there someone in the car with Ernesto? Yeah, asking someone a, talking to him, asking a second question. And, and that, as he was talking, I have to be honest, I didn't hear anything Ernesto <laughs> said because I was looking something up that I just thought about. Uh-huh. We're talking about how sorry, dominant. Ernesto. I'm sorry, Ernesto. We'll get to that. I'm sure. I'm in, sure Stone and Ken into hurt the dragon. Or uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, so I will watch it by Friday, out. please. Thank you. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. All right, all right look, <laughs> look, <laughs> Ken. I just thought about something. Yeah. The Heat went. They had fifty three wins this year. Yeah, the Warriors had fifty three wins this year. It's true. Who would get home court in the NBA Finals? I've been trying to figure this out for the past like twenty minutes. The Heat were the one seed. Does that give them the tie break? Is it about who had the better conference record? Like Stone, could you look that up? What the uh, the home court advantage tiebreaker is? But, you can do it at a break. You don't yeah, have to yeah. do it right we'll, now. We'll we figure that to. out. Yeah. But I'm very curious because I can't think of the last time something like this happened. Plus, the Heat being so dominant at home, that would matter. Yeah. Say they get to the finals. If it's the Mavericks, the Heat have a better record, so they would right. get it. If it's the Warriors, they both have the same record. That's a great question because I just assumed the Suns were going to get there. Yeah, exactly. So I just always assumed the Heat were going to start on the road in the finals. They've got a shot to have home court through the NBA Finals. It just depends on how it works out. Now, if I had to assume that the second tiebreaker should be most likely who had the higher seed in their conference, but... You know, we'll see. We'll do some research on that. I'm very interested. By the way, uh, the actual research I really wanted Stone to do, which is the <laughs> point differential between the Celtics and the Bucks when the Celtics won. Mm. I'll do that right now. He here. gave us everything but that. So you were everything, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, that. everything but that. How did that come to be? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, but this one's awesome. <laughs> this postseason, 31% of Miami's points have come from undrafted players, the highest rate by any team to reach the Commerce Finals. Over 50 years. There's that player development right Woo! there. So you remember that uh, the Celtics in game one of that series against the Bucks did something the Heat have not done these playoffs, and that's lose at home. Mm. They lost game right. one of Boom, the Russell. series, right? So seven-game series. In game two, the Celtics beat the Bucks 109-86. That's a blowout. Okay, that is a, a massive blowout. So, Stone, you were absolutely right there. That, that was a large margin of victory. Then the Bucks came back, and they won it home in Game 3. Uh, and then Boston 116, Milwaukee 108 in Game 4. Uh, just just some simple math right off the bat, Theo. 116 minus 108. What's the, uh, what's the point difference? Is that is that a blowout? That's not a blowout. No, that's that not, game was close. Yeah, that was really really close. So there's um there's well, there's one against Stone there. Uh, one ten one oh seven Milwaukee in game five, uh, game six. All right, Boston one oh eight ninety five. I'll give you that. So I'll give you that thirteen two, point win. Two one Stone. Two. Uh, uh, yep. Yeah, but I I don't think it's like two to one Stone. All but I'm saying is that two one Stone. But and all then they Boston won in a blowout at one oh nine eighty one in in game six. All right, so three, three one, one stone. stone. So right, so the one loss that you had would have gone to who? The Bucks, and then they yes. would have won the series because they had three other wins. For sure, Game Seven. So three Chris one, Middleton, three one on the point differential. Okay, I'll take it. Chris Middleton probably would have been worth more than six points in a six point uh, yeah. win but, for Boston. But also, you have to remember too. You have to remember too. Those last two games were blowouts, right? Yeah, because Which Giannis be five ones because, because Giannis did something that was unprecedented. Nobody hit. So I think Giannis had twenty five or more shot attempts in every single game of that seven game series. That hasn't been done since 01 Allen Iverson. Yeah, what did it finish? 200? 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists. Unprecedented. Nobody's ever done it. Giannis had to take on that kind of workload offensively, and it drained him out through the series. So, like, if you have a guy, Chris Middleton is a guy that's, like, 23, 8, and 5. Like, people act like he's just, like, some some random, like, Robin. He is really – he's an all-star, a three-time all-star, and also a guy that can lead your offense. Like, that's a huge piece to be missing – not just facilitating, but also scoring. If he's there, Giannis doesn't have as much on his shoulders. Plus, they can't pack the paint like they did. They played Giannis like it was like a high school basketball game, and he was just a big man. Just throwing triples and, and just Triple yeah, getting out of stuff. zone, like hedging. Yeah, for so sure. So, with, with Middleton's presence, if the game if it went seven games with no Middleton at all, we have to at least assume that a three-time All-Star, a guy that can be your best player in the half court, would have flipped that. It would have been like Bucks in five or six, in my opinion, but at least they would have won in seven. I mean, it's it's that's ridiculous. But I mean, there's an argument to be had. He is that big of an impact player. He's huge. Without Middleton, there's no way they win the chip. Last year, without Middleton, there's, right. it, it will be like such a struggle for Giannis. He would have to do what he did in that series 
all the time, which would be unbearable for anybody, not only a guy that looks like an unstoppable saying, force. In, in three of their four wins, they blew them out. That was all I was saying. Yeah, yeah. And, I and get it that. was factual. That's, it is factual that that happened. I just want it because I'm looking up. First take right now is asking the question, are the Heat the underdogs in the series against the Celtics? <laughs> in Vegas, they are. In Vegas, they are. Theo, do you think the Heat are the underdogs against the Celtics? Um, I would say I would say yes. Why? I would say yes only because the Celtics just got through the Bucks. I think that's the only thing that gives that. Like, I don't have a – Define underdog. Do you think? Do I think they're the lesser team? Mm-hmm. That's, that's I don't think I, they're the lesser team. That's though. why I'm defining underdog here. But I don't think they're the lesser team, especially not with home court advantage. I think the Heat should be considered a favorite in this series with home court advantage. Stone, forget Vegas. I know you love Vegas uh, and, and, and the lines, but do you think that the Heat are the underdogs in the series? I do, solely based off of the fact that Boston got through Milwaukee and also the potential with what Boston has on offense and, and how they can score at a high clip, I do think that makes Miami underdogs. The Heat are the favorites in this series. They were never the underdogs. They were the one seed for a reason in this series. The Celtics got by a clearly flawed Nets team. They got by a Chris Middleton-less Bucks team. So all the same excuses you want to hand the Heat for not being the favorite in the series, the diminished product that they went against in the Hawks and the 76ers. Mm-hmm. It all applies to the Celtics as well with a veteran, with a core group that already took it to Boston in the bubble just two years ago. Same, the same core just beat them two years ago in six. And to me, that shows more about what these teams actually are as opposed to them playing on actual home floors or away floors. In the most sterile basketball environment possible, this core Heat group beat that core Celtics group and did it fairly handily at times as well. Advantage Heat, the Celtics are the underdog. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? You need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care's office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Who have we cracked at ESPN when it comes to the heat? Mm. And one of our local golfing heroes is having himself a day. And by that, I mean it's not good. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. PGA Tour pros and major champions, they're just like us. I'll explain in a second. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Don't forget to check out us three. That being me, Ken LaVica, Theo Dorsey, Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Heating up 7 o'clock tonight right here on ESPN 106.3, leading you into coverage at 8 o'clock. Heat Celtics, Game 1 Eastern Conference Finals tip-off just before 9 o'clock. Don't forget about the Panthers and Lightning, Game 1. Second round Eastern Conference, mm. that starts at 7. So you've got at least stone, what, two, two periods, probably even part of the third in before the Heat even start tonight. Yeah, no doubt. Like I mentioned yesterday, though, some of the intermissions take like a full 20 minutes. That's the so thing. So maybe yeah. they overlap a little bit, but not by much. You're right. Yeah, but I, I, I'm still annoyed that they are going to overlap. The meat of that Panthers game is going to be going on as the Heat game is starting. Every true fan will find a way. And you mentioned tablet and phone. I'm going to bring TVs in the living room. I already got more than one. So you're so going. I'll make it happen. You're going the two TV setup here. You know what? Next hour, I just want to get a feel for those for those of you who are partaking in the Heat Panthers double dip uh, here for the foreseeable future. Because every night, pretty much, is going to be like this with the Heat and the Panthers. Uh, I'm curious about what the setup is going to be if uh, you are are doing the old the old double dip. But uh, Brooks Kepka, the Cardinal Newman grad, uh, the the Jupiter resident. Tom D'Angelo, Palm Beach Post, our good friend here at ESPN 106.3, he tweeted just moments ago, 
Brooks Kepka was one hour late for his PGA Championship presser today because his keys were locked in his car mm. with the vehicle running and his clubs in the car. So an hour late because he locked his keys in his car and the clubs were in the car. Now, I have a couple of mm. questions off of this. Why does he need his clubs for the presser? Like, I understand the, the desire to probably go and hit him around after the presser's over, but can't that wait? I mean, that was probably the reason why he couldn't take the other car. If he's like, you know, I'm going to take my other car and get there, make sure I get to this press conference, but I'm just leaving my clubs at home. But he said the car was running. But so the car's probably- running, so he's probably at the club already. Yeah. He's probably at Southern Hills already. Unless he so went what's in, he doing for an hour? Or like he forgot or his coffee and walked in the house. Maybe it happened before he got to the spot. You know what I'm saying? The car was running. He yeah. went back in the house. Yeah, like you said. And So my thing would be, also, do you really think it's the highest of Brooks Kepka of all people's priority to get to a press conference on time? Oh, definitely not. Right. Definitely so not. he was like, yeah, this is going to be the reason why I'm not going to this press conference. So you're saying he called AAA and kicked up his feet because he's not yes. worried about it. He's yes. Thinking, no, this is just a press it's conference. It's Brooks Kepka, dude. Yeah. I, I just I need more information on this because, again, if he was at the club already, if he was at Southern Hills already, then it's weird that yeah. he's an hour late for that. Um, I, I I guess he's probably at least at the, the rental he's at or the home that he took over for the weekend. Uh, another thing, too, is this brings back memories of bad situations that I have have been in with locking my keys in the car. Mm. Like There is nothing – well, I, I won't say there's nothing. For me, there's been nothing <laughs> worse than going grocery shopping and then realizing – that the keys are locked in the car and you've got a bunch of stuff in this Florida heat that's going to melt and you don't have any backup option. You're too far from home. You've got to call the key service. And, you know, they, they roll up like after 40 minutes, they've got the little balloon and they, uh, you know, they jimmy the door a little bit. They put the balloon inside. They're able to unlock the car. I have tried the paperclip route where you, you pick the lock. I have never successfully picked the lock before. Ever. I don't know how to do it. Whether it's a bedroom door, whether it's a house door, whether it's Hold a car on. door, I cannot pick a lock why to did, save my life. Why did Stone say really like that as if he's like Yo, a locksmith picking? Yeah, like, yeah. Are, should we have an eye on you? Are you a spy? I, I've ex- are you in the CIA? I've exposed myself with plenty of degenerate stories. But going through this in high school, there came a time where we ordered off Amazon the balloon. The thing that you can get oh, that so AAA was, pulls up with. I was just gonna bring that up. So you can you can buy the yeah. balloon thing. Yes. How much does it cost? Not. It was like twenty three ninety nine. Can't you just was, cut a tennis ball in half or something like that? No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Wait, anymore. what? Yeah, well, I didn't even. Ball? I don't even know what that meant. There used to be a thing where you can like cut a hole in a tennis ball and punch it up against it, and I, it's a thing. Well, maybe. <laughs> what are they doing in Houston? <laughs> <laughs> that that's how you like break into cars and don't get your hand. No, all that's, cut up. that's different. Just punch no, it. That's <laughs> Theo was stealing <laughs> stereos. Down in Houston, man. Yeah, no, you can order the balloon off Amazon, and then all you need is a clothes hanger or you know a wire hanger. Yeah. And it, it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Is it is it maybe because a paperclip is too flimsy to to pick a lock? But you should be able to do it. I've seen paperclips like pick locks before in movies. Yeah, maybe it's just me. Yeah, it's I don't just know. the balloon, on, and then dude. you put the clothes Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do the balloon, and then the clothes hanger is long enough for you to get in and unlock it. Done it plenty of times. How do you, if you're Brooks Kempka, right? You have a lot of money. You're pretty rich. Yeah, you, you just have a lot of the money. Window. How are I was you, thinking but, that. But also, how are you driving a car where the car actually locks with the keys inside? That's true, too. Like my Kia K5 GT from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, uh, there's no way. Yeah. The, 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 the key is in the car. And it's not locking. So how? What is he driving? Like a Cutlass Supreme? Mm. What is? What is he doing? That is the better question. That's why you're. you're that's why you asked the good question, man. <laughs> like, Ken. They, I, there's just so many things to unpack from this. But I also want to know what's the most inconvenient keys locked in your car situation you've ever been in. Were there kids involved? Groceries involved? Pets? Or maybe you had a, you were getting married mm. and you locked your keys in your car. What's your most inconvenient locked your keys in your car situation? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And has anybody recently ordered a balloon for your car door? That's awesome that Stone actually did that. I'm also not surprised. That Stone actually yeah. did that either. I'm also going to keep an eye on my car now that I know that Stone <laughs> yeah. actually has the yeah, balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm going to have to look up this tennis ball thing. I didn't know it's that, a real that thing. was actually. Yeah, thing. I'm a little. I think it's a little suspect, Ken. <laughs> a little, it's a real thing. It's a little, little sketchy uh, oh on, on his part. So Brooks Kepka 
locked himself out of a car, we have so many questions, and was an hour late for his PGA Championship press conference. What could he possibly have been driving? He's Theodore, CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.